What's up, guys? It's your hosts, Nicolette and Jenna. Let's get ready to uncork and unwind. <laughs> Are you just going to stare at me? <laughs> I told Jenna to... Nicolette's like, okay. Me and Jenna just had to start over. Yeah, we just had to start <laughs> over because we haven't recorded in like a month and I swear I, I feel a little rusty already. But it's like riding a bike, right? We'll it get back. It feels like episode number one. Literally. We're like yeah. awkward. And- we got to get back. Ugh. We recorded like six episodes in a matter of a week and a half. And now it's been three <laughs> yeah. weeks since we recorded. And I'm in a new space in my bedroom in Jersey City. Yeah. So this is weird. Yeah. Everything is a little weird. Anyways. Let's start off the podcast like we know best or how we know best with the vino of choice. I will start us off. I'm having Gnarly Head Pinot Grigio. It's from Lodi. I'm pretty sure the last one of the last wines I drank, I don't even remember which episode it was, was a Lodi wine too. Great, great area for grapes, clearly. Anyways, this one's a Pinot Grigio. It's very delicious. My roommate Rebecca's drinking it too, and she texted me. She's like, are you recording yet? Uh, by the way, I love the wine. Who keeps talking to you? Siri. My watch is literally listening. Siri, shut up. First it was Google. Hey, Google. Siri needs to stop interrupting. <laughs> literally. Anyways, this is a Pinot Grigio. It's very light. A really good summer wine. It's juicy. It's peachy, it has a little lemon zest, and I'm really into it. And I see you sipping over there, Jenna. You're getting ready to give your little review. Let's hear it. Yeah, before we started this episode, I was like, Nick, you always give such like elaborate reviews on your wine, and I'm over here just being like, yeah, I'm drinking this, and it's good. <laughs> so I Googled it before. I'm drinking. You Googled it. I, did. I was like, I don't know what to say to these people. Like, do you care? I don't know. I'm drinking Poppy <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc. So another white. I've had this one a few times, so it's not anything new to me, but I feel like it goes unnoticed in the liquor store. But for like one of those big bottles, it's only like 17 bucks. I feel like you just can't beat that. But it's crisp. It's nice and smooth. goes great with, you know, seafood or pasta or whatever you want. And I'm drinking it out of my beautiful Wolfer Estate glass. Not sponsored, even though I did DM them when I was drunk in LBI. (laughs) Jenna, (laughs) should I elaborate that really quick? Can we talk about that? Jenna like sent me a screenshot of her sliding into Wolfer Estate's DMs. I'm like, why don't you slide into a boy's DMs? Wait, so I had tagged them in one of my Instagram um, stories and they liked the comment. Like they saw me. They noticed me. So I was like, let me shoot my shot. So I was like, hey, by the way, (laughs) I have a podcast with my friend and we love wine. (laughs) I don't even think they reviewed it, but like, whatever. It was worth the try. When we make it big, they're going to regret their decision to ignore you. Okay. And then we're going to send them through our manager. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wait, speaking of, this just reminded me. I feel like so many people have reached out to both Jenna and I just saying the nicest supportive things. Before we even started this, Keith was like, are you girls ready for hate? Are you ready for people to shit on you? Are you ready to get talked about? Like, you know, there's going to be haters. There's haters with everything that anyone does. And I just feel like there's been so much positivity around this and so many people saying really nice things and just like people coming out of the woodworks telling us that they're listening and subscribing. So shout out to those people. And we want to say thank you. Yeah, seriously. I feel like there was a lot of people that actually followed the Instagram that I was kind of taken back by, but also obviously really appreciative. And for all you closet Mm -hmm. haters, no, 
I'm totally kidding. So yeah, we appreciate <laughs> we really appreciate the love and support so far. It's been really fun for us. So the fact that you guys mm-hmm. are also enjoying this means the world. All right. So shall we get into yeah. this week's topic slash episode? Let's get into it. We figured that we would d- discuss quarantine, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So naturally, we figured we would talk about the negatives get those out of the way and then finish with the positives of quarantine. We don't really want to dwell too much on obviously like COVID since we're like living it 24-7, but we did think that it was a topic that was relatable to everybody else since we all went through it together and everyone had their own experiences. So especially Nicolette and I, like we kind of had different experiences with it. So yeah, we kind of uh, took down some notes and we just figured we'd have like an open conversation about it. Great intro. Thank you so much. Yeah. So let's just talk about all the let's start with the bad. I feel like one of the biggest things for so many people that's so relatable is job loss and unemployment and Mm -hmm. getting laid off or being furloughed. And I'm in that boat with my situation with work. I was furloughed and I'm supposed to go back to work soon. But, you know, nothing is ever certain. And I've seen so many people who were furloughed and then got permanently laid off or people who were laid off back in March and still don't have a job. And it's, I feel like that's like the most blaring besides COVID itself. I feel like that's the most blaring issue and most relatable issue for people right now, you know? And I was talking to Jenna before this. I was like, I don't really know if I want to talk about it. Not that I'm ashamed or anything like that. I know so many people are in the same boat as me and I've connected with so many peers who are in this uh, situation as well. But it's there's so much unknown. And I feel like that was something you and I both talked about. There's Mm -hmm. so much unknown. Everyone's experiencing this anxiety and stress constantly every day. Even you do being that and you have a job and you're perfectly fine but there's still so much stress on your plate just on a different level you know yeah I feel like the like you said the unknown is definitely what caused a lot of people to start developing anxious feelings or even like depression from just Mm -hmm. lack of socialization it was definitely an adjustment for obviously everybody I also well we're gonna get to the goods but there also was obviously some stuff that came came from it that was like good yeah so yeah I feel like a lot of people did get um anxious just about like not knowing exactly what was going to happen with everything But at the same time, I'm a nurse, so I do work in a hospital. It was really frustrating to see actually people demand answers when nobody had them. When something new comes about, a new disease, a new virus, a new infection, anything, you're not going to know anything about it. I mean, at some point, we didn't know anything about the flu and every other, you know, illness out there or whatever. So it was hard because people, like I said, they wanted answers and we couldn't give anybody the comfort of, of knowing them. So that was kind of something Mm -hmm. that I had to adjust to because I did have a lot of like friends and family like texting me asking me questions and I was like this is what I'm getting yeah like this is what I'm getting from working in the hospital but like nothing set in stone and research is constantly changing every single day especially with this virus it is like something no one's ever seen before I think in a sense I feel like we made COVID literally our world for a few months and there was like no escaping it because it was like at least I know on my end I was working with it and then I'd come home and the news was talking about it and my family was talking about it and my friends were talking about it so I feel like I was just like in a whirlwind of Rona (laughs) so yeah no totally and I'm definitely one of the guilty people who was literally and I and I'm sure if you're listening to this right now you can relate you convinced yourself every single day that you had Rona yeah sorry not trying to nickname it but I that's just like I don't want to say COVID over and over again but like every day I was convincing myself that I was sick like I would text Jenna I have a headache well did you drink water today 
not really. You're dehydrated. Go drink water. <laughs> like, did you eat a meal yet? You probably need to eat food. It's normal everyday symptoms. I was talking about it with friends. Everywhere you go, it's like, have you had in the last two weeks, headache, diarrhea, stomachache, nausea, <laughs> cough, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. stuffy nose. It's every symptom ever for anything, like just yeah. allergies. Yeah. So I feel like everyone today has experienced anxiety. If you can look someone straight in the eyes and say that you have a never felt anxious or anxiety or panicky you're lying everyone now has experienced some level of anxiety with it with what has been going oh, on yeah, for sure and I feel like a lot of the times or at least for me anxiety can almost you can almost repress it so much that you don't even realize that you're anxious about something until like you kind of mm-hmm. like look back and talk about it when COVID first mm-hmm. started and you know I first started going into work and taking care of these patients I feel like it I feel like I was just like blacked out during the whole shift and I would just go in I would you know, change my scrubs, get everything ready, get my hairnet on, cover my shoes, get my N95 on, my regular mask, get my face shield. Like you would get your little paper bag that had your name on it and Mm -hmm. walk from whatever unit you were going to be, you know, assigned to that day and, you know, get report. And it's just, we were like robots. Like we just went in like emotion. And then after your shift ended, you would give report, change back into your clothes, go home. And by the time you got home, it was even later than normal. And then you would literally just strip down and be paranoid about like, what if you touch something, especially me, I was like living with my parents. So I separated myself from my parents pretty much the whole time. I had my own bathroom. I ate meals at different times like it was kind of a lonely time not that that necessarily bothered me that that much which we can get into yeah you like to be alone. yeah <laughs> like I have like mixed feelings on that but do we want to talk about how you got it or is that not something you want to talk about yeah I could touch on it briefly so when the world first locked down my I work on an oncology unit so who th- those who don't know oncology is cancer so a lot of these cancer patients are obviously very sick and they don't have an immune system And they are in the hospital specifically to get chemo treatment. So my floor had actually switched to another unit that was a little bit more secluded in the hospital. And every single unit that we went to and tried to bring our patients to who were still getting chemo, the whole floor ended up testing positive for corona. Then we would move to another area and that whole floor would basically blow up in corona and we were kind of like well where is it coming from do want to do we have it is it because patients are going off the unit to, to tests or like we just didn't know like what was happening and it was obviously still so new so after many patients who were obviously there for treatment tested positive and unfortunately ended up majority of them in the ICU they ended up canceling quote-unquote oncology so at that time is when we were exposed to COVID units however during the time of all these uh, of all the days and weeks that I was just with the quote unquote cancer patients and all of them were testing positive, we were taking care of them with just a normal surgical mask. So all my coworkers were exposed to it without the quote unquote proper protective equipment. So I think after weeks of being exposed in that sense is when I got it, like contracted it. So I obviously was very thankful. I had a really mild case, but I had body aches of probably like a nine-year-old woman so I couldn't even imagine what an older person was feeling like it hurt to do -hmm. anything and everything and at night I definitely had a lot of chest tightness um, not necessarily shortness of breath but like I had to think about my breathing which was like a weird feeling that was really it obviously I was thankful I didn't have like fevers or anything like that but um and lost my taste and that's what made me cry the most I was like sending like meltdown snapchats every morning because I couldn't taste my smoothie or my breakfast and my taste is actually still recovering from that they said it's going to be something that's really long term so I'm still dealing with that but um before you were saying how like you would come home and strip down at the door and not want to touch anything isn't it funny how me and my mom were just talking about this 
we used to grocery shop in like March, April, May when it was still really intense and wipe everything down. We would leave our shoes and our clothes in the garage. Like we had a washer machine down there that we would throw mm-hmm. everything in. We would wear gloves in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. It was so intense. Now we're like, <laughs> there's actually a TikTok. It's like me grocery shopping in March and it's like scrubbing down. <laughs> yeah. We'll put it on Instagram. <laughs> it's like scrubbing it down and then it's like using one singular wipe and just like swiping each one. It's so funny. I got to find yeah. it. I'll post it. But it's just funny how like the sense of normalcy changed from, I know this is something we were going to talk about from March when everything first happened and everyone was so serious. And now I feel like the general attitude is, yes, be careful, but also life needs to go on. Like right. the economy needs to recover. People need to get back to work. You know, weddings are still going on. You have to see family. I feel like so many people, even like all my friends' grandparents are like, we don't care anymore. Like we want to spend time with our family. Yeah. We don't know how much more time we have regardless of this disease, you right. know? So now being that it's <laughs> mid-September, which is insane, Like who would have thought this would have went till today, you know? Oh my gosh, I know. And I feel like obviously in the beginning, in like March, April, May, it was so still so new and fresh. And obviously people were really scared, rightfully so, which is why I think everyone was going like the extra mile to like wipe down every crevice of their food and groceries and clothes and shoes and stuff like that. And yeah, like now I feel like people are a little bit more relaxed about it for the most part, which is like interesting. I feel like everybody kind of has their own comfort when it comes to it. I know some of my aunts and uncles are still uncomfortable like ordering food out and having company Mm -hmm. over whereas like other people don't care to give you a hug or to shake your hand or to be you know what I mean like everyone has their own level and I think that can kind of cause some anxiousness as well where it's like you you see someone for for the first time and you're like okay so how should I approach it like even when I saw you for the first time for our photo shoot did we hug I don't think so but we don't normally hug anyway so I didn't really never hug (laughs) I didn't like think anything of it but I was like okay how should I like approach the house you know what I mean because I knew that like obviously your parents were obviously very serious about it chilled out much more yeah yeah so that's obviously like I can bring on anxiety like seeing people that you haven't seen in so long being like okay so like how do I act and like you kind of made a comment about that you were like I forgot how to like socialize and like talk it's just Mm -hmm. like so true I've gotten I feel like I've become so much more introverted the other day I went for a walk with Renee's roommate from college who's also my friend and she actually lives right by us now And it was so hard for me to like in the beginning get into the flow of like being with someone and having a conversation. And it wasn't just her. I find myself in that situation a lot with people lately, Mm -hmm. even like with Rebecca and Steph and Renee. When I first came back, I was like, I haven't been around people. Mm -hmm. This is weird. How do I talk? Am I awkward? Before I moved back to my apartment, I told my parents and I told the girls too. I was like, am I going to fit in with you guys? Like you guys have gotten into your flow since March. It's September 1st. I haven't seen you guys in five months. I haven't lived with you guys. Like you got into your flow. You were doing your own thing and it's just weird there's such a social anxiety now and I've never been that way you know like I feel like I'm so just talkative and social but how do you feel now that like you're back for what like a week yeah with the girls I feel normal now but I at first I like I had this anxiety I'm like there's so much to talk about but there's also nothing to right talk about. right it's like yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah I feel you and I do feel like obviously people stayed in touch like throughout it via like FaceTime or texting and stuff like that but it also is so different than being yeah. in person. Renee was like, we're in all in a group chat together and we talk in it every single day. What do you mean? <laughs> Typical <laughs> we Renee. We all know what's going on in each other's lives. I could just picture Renee yeah. being like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Giving you the tough love. But I feel like you probably didn't have that as much because I feel like you kind of, your parents weren't as, so 
my parents were super crazy about quarantine and literally not seeing a single person. Like I saw my boyfriend, but I got tested and it, you know, we were really serious. I feel like you, your parents are a little more laid back and yeah, I don't know. You were exposed to it every day. So they probably were just yeah. like, so you saw people a little more often, but did you feel that too? Feel what? Like the social anxiety? That social anxiety. I don't know. Like part of me, yes. But another part of me, no. I feel like I'm kind of in the opposite as you because quarantine for me, it felt different, obviously, in the sense that like everyone was home and wearing a mask and grocery shopping was like a chore, you know, all those things. Yeah. But I was still going to work as normal. I was still coming home and eating my normal foods. Like things didn't feel as different in my routine. It was just like, right. every, you know, every all the outside factors were obviously off. I had to get adjusted Um honestly to my mom being home and working from home I'm used to having like my mornings to myself and my days off to myself which honestly was a really big adjustment for me because I am an introvert in that sense where like I need my alone time to recharge your own time and I felt bad because she was alone obviously all day because she was working from home so she's probably excited to see someone yeah so she was so excited I would like walk downstairs she's like morning Jen and I'm like oh my god like how do I tell her shh like I don't want to talk you just need your time you do tell her do you I tell her now and then shout out Lee Lee's listening to this right now probably in tears we know you're listening She's definitely like in tears. I'm so sorry to offend you, Lee, but she does know this now. But like I literally ignored her one morning and she just kept talking. And I was like, do not. I'm not responding to you. Why are you continually talking? And she's like, oh, well, I can't read your body language. I'm like, mom, I'm not even answering you. Aww, so, but, but hear me out. When I was getting home, obviously from dealing with like all these super, super sick people, I was so mentally and physically exhausted that the last thing I wanted to do was like talk about it like hold a conversation yeah, which yeah. honestly led me to repressing so many of the feelings that I was dealing mm-hmm. with during the whole thing I think this is the last thing I want to touch on about like the hospital but like and this can be so controversial but when I see people saying that this virus is fake it really just like yeah. hits a nerve and I'm just like you have literally no idea what people have been dealing with genuinely so that's all I'm gonna say I'm so sorry for making everybody <sighs> sad if that was the case but I just wanted to kind of bring light to the reality of the situation in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Like it, you know what I mean? Anyway, do you think we touched on all the bad? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the only other thing we were going to really talk about was our screen time going up. But I mean, my screen time has gone through the roof and I put limits on certain apps. And most of the time I end up just ignoring the limit and keep going. Always. But I will say like I use Instagram for the tie dye stuff and now the podcast. So it kind of makes sense that the screen time has gone up, except for like my excessive use of TikTok because I love TikTok. I mean, I during quarantine, I lived on TikTok. I was like, I looked forward <laughs> to doing TikToks like every single day. And yeah. then I just hit a point where I was like, all right, I'm over it. I don't think I've opened the app in like a month. We both wrote down here. We find ourselves wanting to be alone more and just on our phone constantly. Like I feel like this is going to be yeah. so bad, but I feel like my phone is my safe zone and it's horrible. I, I know. totally realize it and I know it's horrible, but I don't know. I'm just, I like being alone and on my phone. <laughs> I really thrive on being alone. I think I've always kind of been yeah. that way, but now I'm like more aware of it. You have. Yeah. I just, I exert so much energy, especially at work, even now, just like pleasing yeah. and catering to people that like when I come home, all I want to do is just like do some self care, be to myself, mm-hmm. which is what I do, but gotta be a little selfish sometimes and just worry about yourself, you know? Yes. All right. Well, let's 
leave the bad behind us and move on to all of the good things in quarantine. And I think this is one of the best ones because we live in such a fast paced environment, learning to slow down. Yeah. I feel like everyone is just go, 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 commuting to New York City and living that life of just rushing to the path and rushing to catch the shuttle and rushing to get in the office by nine and rushing out to get home to like either get my workout or whatever Mm -hmm. in. It's so different now and it's kind of nice and really rejuvenating and such a reset to just have so much time and to slow down. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like I said, even though I was pretty much living like my normal work schedule, when I had corona and I was obviously quarantined for the two weeks in my room, it was the first time in years that I genuinely did nothing. I watched Netflix. I journaled. I laid. All I did was eat, watch Netflix, journal, and shower for two weeks. And yeah. I didn't realize it at first because sometimes I can have a little bit like, oh, I'm not working out type of anxiety. But I was like, this is the first time you've like just chilled and relaxed. And it was honestly yeah. such an eye opener. I was like, you don't have to be go, go, go 24-7. It was, it was kind of nice. Like I think I got corona for a reason. No, time – Time has become, I have realized the value of time. Yes. Like t- people always say time is money. Yes. Time is everything. Being able to make my own schedule and furloughed or not. Yeah. Just being able to wake up when I want to wake up, work out when I want to work out, do my, you know, tie dye stuff yeah. and podcast stuff when I want. You know, it's, it's very. There was like no commitment, like what your day was going to be yeah. like. It's very liberating to be able to like make my own schedule and do what I need to do and mm-hmm. prioritize myself. And I think so yeah. many people can relate to that. Yeah. So that's nice. And it's definitely something I'll miss. And so many people are just like, take advantage of this. You'll never have this again. And even though the circumstances Ooh. are so shitty, like we'll never have this again. Yeah. So just like do what you want to do. I wish traveling was a better, was an easy option because I would go everywhere. <laughs> Literally all these people, like everybody has like all this time off and like you literally can't even you can't go, go anywhere. anywhere. So it's like, I'm like I just want to travel. This is this is what I need. Yeah, like you don't have to take any PTO days. Like you're already off. Like you could just go literally anywhere you want. But nope, travel bans yeah. they exist. But yeah, I just feel like I feel like quarantine also taught people what is important in the mm-hmm. world and what isn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Your your health, your um, family, your routine, like family, like all those things are really what truly matter and at the end of the day everything else is just a material additional item in a sense it might have humbled some people or just made people more appreciative of what they have and not what they don't have does that make sense no yeah it does i don't know at the end of the day like i was still thankful that i was able to go to the grocery store and i was able to still like do my workouts even though it wasn't at the gym and i you know stuff Mm -hmm. like that i just i realized how appreciative i was of just like my own body and like how what it could still do for me. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people can relate to this as well. I feel like everyone can relate to everything we're saying. But the gym yeah. and working out and people figuring out their own flow and what works for their body. I think you had no other choice but to figure that out. So if you were trying mm-hmm. to stay fit during quarantine and you didn't you couldn't go box or you couldn't go cycle or you couldn't go do Pilates, you had to figure out an alternative. And I think that's so great that so many people were able to figure that out and I have friends who quit Orange Theory permanently, quit Pilates permanently, quit Soul Cycle because they found out that walking three and a half miles a day is the healthiest option for them and they're in the best shape of their life. You know, I know so many people right, who right. are actually stronger now than they were in the beginning of the year. So and there's people also who couldn't figure that out and might, you know, quarantine not being able to go to the gym isn't working out for them. But I feel like for the most part, a lot of people had to make do and 
figure it out for themselves. And buying like dumbbells, were you able to buy dumbbells? Because dumbbells were like, you had to buy them on the black market. They were not. <laughs> Literally. No, I was thankful because um, we've had dumbbells in my basement for a very long time because mm -hmm. my dad used to like work out downstairs. I mean, oh, I I'm talking that. like yeah. the dumbbells where you can add weight to a bar. Yeah, yeah. So it only goes up to a max of like maybe 20 pounds, but it was obviously something. Mm -hmm. um, and I still, I still use those to obviously work out now, yeah. even though the gyms just opened up on Friday. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely forced people to be like more in tune with themselves but then you can counteract that and some people kind of like lost right. themselves in the beginning especially yeah. and obviously like Huge we were adjustment. all coping so I, I feel like everyone was like eating more and snacking more and like you're home so it's kind of like well how do I yeah. find that balance but I think that after we or at least I got adjusted to it I kind of found my flow and, and stuff like that so and we're like literally only human so what else could you have expected us to do, yeah. you know? Oh, I have to say one thing I really loved about quarantine, and I think you wrote this note down, was the creativity that came from it. I'll let you talk about your personal creativity, but for me, seeing what people were doing for, like, people's birthdays brought tears to my eyes. Okay, not literal tears, but because no crying here unless I'm drinking a smoothie and don't have taste. But I'm talking, like, it just, like, brought so much joy to my heart because I was just like, wow, people are becoming so thoughtful and creative i mean birthday videos and birthday parades and nicholas literally taking a photo as i'm going on this ramp let me smile i got it <laughs> live action <laughs> so yeah it it definitely was nice like i would think i said in the get to know me episode my 26th birthday was literally my favorite and it was in quarantine yeah my parents set up like a little fake winery and we did like a fake wine tasting and my mom reached out, or, right? Yeah, my mom reached out to everybody and, you know, my cousin put together a video of everybody saying happy birthday. It was literally like the best. You cried. And I ended it basically and like- And you like never cry. cry. <laughs> it was the wine. <laughs> no, literally. So yeah, I really, I really loved how much people like adjusted to make everyone feel special. And Nick, you had a creative side come out that you probably didn't even know existed. Yeah. Like you've always been creative, but I've like- I've never been artsy. In, I think yeah. I, I have like book book smarts and creativity in that sense, if that makes sense, any sense at all. Yeah, but I also feel like your inner soror old sorority yes. sister self came out. So you were true. like, ooh, theta baby. Like, I'm going to get up a theta. Start being all, all creative. Shout out. I know, yeah. In the beginning of quarantine, I started making little anklets and somebody was like, you should sell them. And I was like, I'm going to yeah. start selling them and donating. And at mm -hmm. the time... Um, I had a friend who is she's still doing them uh, these uh, charity like raffle groups on Facebook I'm sure tons of people have seen them and she had actually been focusing on donating to organizations that didn't have to do with COVID because a lot of those were struggling because so many people mm -hmm. were donating to COVID instead so I was like this will be fun I'll make bracelets and I'll donate to random organizations and I donated to so many like the first one I did was Susan Coleman breast cancer my grandmother had breast cancer. My aunt, my aunt Mary had breast cancer. So it was something that was close to my heart. And then I did like the Humane mm -hmm. Society and NAMI for, or N-A-M-I, I don't know how to say it. The wildlife in Africa. Like I did so many places and I'm still donating to this day. Yeah. And then it just moved over to me doing tie-dye, which started out just like for fun. I was messing around at my house and my mom yelled at me to stop tie-dyeing in the house. And it turned into me taking over the laundry room. So I've donated like hundreds and hundreds of dollars at this point and it felt really nice. Like I felt like I needed to do something because I 
didn't have my job. I was like, I need something. I'm the type of person that needs mm-hmm. a schedule. So there we have it. And now we have a podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you ended up becoming so talented in tie-dye. I, I was Thanks, showing honey. somebody this weekend your page and I'm like, you're just so good at it. It's changed so, so much since the beginning. Go check out Blissful by Bus. There's the plug, baby. Oh, baby. Shameless plug. <laughs> if you guys want like a comfy sweatshirt, tank, customized thing, whatever. She has an Etsy store, all that stuff. You're welcome. Check it out. Wait, can we just talk about like the beginning of quarantine? I feel like everyone was on like a similar wavelength. What are like the three top things that you just, or at least two for me, automatically think of with quarantine? I want to know if we're like on the same page. People posting their workouts. Well, I guess people were doing that. No, I'm thinking like everybody was making banana bread. Oh, I don't, I don't see that joke. Keith and Dan kept making banana bread. And what? I know because Chrissy Teigen made it. I didn't even realize it. But I remember making banana bread and then I was like, because someone had posted and I was like, oh, that just looks so good. I think people were posting and then people were like, I want that. Everybody was making banana bread. I was like, I feel like the beginning of quarantine is. Wait, what's the second thing? TikTok, TikTok, banana bread. Uh, oh, and tie-dye. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Tie-dye, banana bread and TikTok. Yeah. You couldn't beat it. Yeah. Like that was like the, the triple effect. Another thing, Zoom calls were so popular in the beginning. It was like Zoom happy hours, Zoom hangouts, mm-hmm. whatever. And it just kind of like teetered off after a while. People were just like, F yeah. this. I'm over Zooms. I'm over group FaceTimes. But it's funny because you started to see like who really wanted to keep in touch and kind of who your closest friends were when you couldn't mm-hmm. make plans, go to certain parties because this person was going or whatever the case, you know, it, yeah. it kind of showed you like who your true core group was. And it's just like so weird to think back. I mean, don't, I don't know if you agree, but I feel like March feels like forever ago, but I also am just like, I can't believe it's only been like six months or however many months from March. You know what I mean? I'm just, it's shocking. It really is. It was like slow in the moment, but looking back, it feels fast, but it also feels like eternities ago. Like I'm all over the place Mm -hmm. with it. All right. So any other like good things you want to touch on? Yeah. So for me and probably other people as well, being in a long distance relationship has had its ups and downs for sure. So typically I wouldn't see Keith, my boyfriend, you know, I would see him a couple days every few weeks. And we've gotten like Mm -hmm. these huge chunks of time together, which have been great. And I feel like a lot of other people have been able to do that, too. Or just couples who are married and I feel like everyone is getting more time with their significant other, which is kind of nice, you know? Yeah, obviously, if you have like the chance to right. like do that. Right. But I feel like the time of like make or break for couples oh, for that sure. maybe weren't necessarily long distance, but already had lived together mm-hmm. or opposite decides to quarantine together. And then that was kind of like an insight to what it would be like if they moved in together and then some people just didn't make it so I mean granted obviously it's better to find out now than down the line Mm -hmm. but I actually I'm happy that you and Keith did so well living freaking 30 days straight together quarantined all in one house you know what I mean like that's obviously a good sign for the future for you remember the first time I went it was the first time I stayed only like two weeks and I had been driving back and forth I wasn't even flying so I was like freaking 10 hour drive for this kid are you kidding me (laughs) Like this kid. <laughs> he just kidding. I remember getting there and I remember texting my the girlfriends and being like, shit, like this is really gonna be make or break. We haven't spent this much time together ever in our entire relationship. The longest we've yeah. gotten together is like a week. And it was funny because I was we were planning out our year because that's literally how we have to do it. And from exactly it was January first to March thirty first, 
we were only supposed to see each other nine days. Wow. Out of like 91 days or something crazy. I remember feeling like so upset and bummed and like frustrated. That was the situation that I was in. And now being on the other side of it. Holy crap. It's crazy. (laughs) The way I felt back in January is totally different now. Like it's not totally relatable because I feel like not many people are in this situation. But, you know. But still, I mean, like I said, a lot of people grew together. A lot of my friends from college live with their boyfriends already and they all did really well yeah so it was kind of nice to see just because you're literally spending every waking hour with them especially them them who just live in an apartment not like a house where you can go you know in a different room it was like you literally shared all the Mm -hmm. same space so yeah it was it was like kind of nice to see this just made me question like is love actually real you know (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding but on the flip side for people who aren't in relationships and trying to date i think that could be a whole other yeah. episode but i feel like it's really hard for people to meet people yeah i mean like i feel like during quarantine like, i was just like on hinge just for like, the entertainment yeah of girl on hinge, but i was like literally nothing is gonna come from this so wh- like wh- but it, was like, a, it was like it was like an entertainment thing okay first of all at the time i was well, not at the time. I was a nurse in COVID. What mans would be like, hey, let's <laughs> hang out. They'd be like, all right, you're probably infected and disgusting. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess on the plus side, I could just like use that as an excuse. Like, ooh, I'm a Rona nurse. You know what I mean? To get out of like, a date. Do you really want to talk to me? I'll see I'll see who really wants to stick around this when I tell This is what Jenna them. does. This is what she does. <laughs> She has these cute boys. <laughs> She'll send me screenshots and I'm like, ooh, send pictures, send their bio. Like, let me find them on Instagram and let me learn their entire history of their entire life. Find their three last ex-girlfriends. Anyways, <laughs> she'll like these boys will ask her out and she'll be like so short or they'll be trying to have a conversation with her and she's so short with them. Like, come on, Jen. Come on. Yeah, I just like don't have the energy to entertain. I know you don't. But we'll get there. I think because like in my mind, I'm just I don't want a relationship. So I feel like that's why I just was like, they're not daddy. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) I'll beep it out. I'll beep it out. (laughs) People are going to be like, "Okay, who's your sugar daddy? And how much is he paying you for your foot picture? Like, no, it's not the case. All right. Let's awkwardly move on from this topic. What else did we have written down? I just have paragraphs where I went off. Roller coaster ride of emotions. Some really bad days and some really good days. Like, is this my therapy session? I think that's so true, though. I feel like everybody would be like thriving one day and then like hysterically crying the next. You know what I'm? You know what I'm curious to see. I I'm curious to see how people adjust to actually going back into their office and stuff. I know like right now a lot of companies are doing one or two days a week. A certain amount of the employees go into uh, yeah. work. But I feel like already people are complaining and I'm like, hold up. Like, this is literally what everyone's been wanting for six months. And now everyone's like, oh, I got to go back to the office. It's like, we can't win. Google isn't having employees come back until June 2021. And because Google's smart, they gave each employee $1,000 to build their home office. Okay, Google. Are you kidding? That's actually so cool. Uh Oh, Google's going to talk to you. I woke up. Oh, shoot. She's talking. (laughs) She's talking. That's actually really cool. That's a good company, though. And obviously, they're doing well. Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot to touch on it earlier, but I also, one of the bads of quarantine was obviously a lot of, like, businesses oh, losing yeah. money. And we forgot to touch I mean, on, like, a an, major thing of the world. One, like, so many companies yeah, went no, under. Yeah, absolutely. But I, it, like, broke my heart to see some companies have to close mm-hmm. down. And, oh, my God. And also, did quarantine not bring out like, your most natural beauty? Okay, beauty is pushing it. Your most natural self. Yeah, because I never wear makeup. you weren't getting your eyebrows done. You weren't getting your hair done. I mean... 
it was kind of like nice to not stress about making appointments to get all these unnecessary things done. Goes back to knowing like what's actually important. Mm -hmm. I was literally like cutting my own bangs at some point. Like, and then I was just like, why am I even doing this? Like literally nobody is seeing me. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I do have to say though, the whole no bang thing, nobody recognized me in the beginning when I was like, was like keeping them back at work. And that pissed me off. Hello, it's literally me. And they're like, oh my God. People know you for your bangs. Yeah. And I'm like wearing a mask and like a hairnet. So like I get it. But I literally ran into one of the patient experience guys that I'm like friends with. And this was like a few weeks ago. And he was like, oh my God, Jenna, like I literally haven't seen you in forever. I was like, like, Harry, I literally had a conversation with you so many times during COVID. And he was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, OK, so I'm ugly. People what know you're you me. for your bangs. Wait, I need to post. Do I have permission to post? I have this video of you from like last summer, or the summer before we're in the bar. And this kid, I was like Snapchatting. What else is new? And this yeah. kid was like, I like your bangs. And you're like, thank you. <laughs> and I have it on video. Wait, you have a video yes. of that? I'm posting it, <laughs> posting it on our page. I make a joke to my friends all the time and I'm like, it's not me that gets the attention. It's literally my bangs. Mm-hmm. Like people don't come up to me and they're like, your face is nice. It's like, oh, nice hair. It's like, okay, what about what's behind the hair and like underneath the hair? You know what that I mean? big old booty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not after quarantine. It's like a flabby booty. <laughs> All right, we're totally like sidetracking right now. Let's wrap up this combo. Everyone just remains safe and healthy and wear your mask and just follow the rules, whether you believe in it or not, and just protect yourself and everybody else. And it is still out there. So please, please, please continue to wash your hands. I really do not want a second wave to happen in the hospital selfishly and for everybody else's sake. So imagine we made uncork and unwind masks that would be so lit comment down below if you'd buy them all right so now that we kind of talked about the bad the good just all the different things that came out of quarantine we're still in quarantine we hope you all are pushing through hopefully you can relate and know that people are feeling sad and stressed all the feelings of roller coaster (laughs) of emotions and hopefully you can relate you are you are not alone not alone just put it that way never alone and if you want to chat reach out we're friendly freaking girls hell yeah (laughs) so moving on to close up the episode we are introducing a brand new segment (laughs) shut Shut the the up what (laughs) take it away baby baby if you saw on instagram we were asking you to dm us your craziest wildest story we got some, but I don't think we completely earned everyone's trust yet. So hopefully after, you know, a few of these segments, maybe you'll want to share a story or two. Promise they'll be anonymous. Here we go. First one. This was our first DM. Let's read it. Yes. The first and the most epic. <clears throat> I can't even read it without laughing. I lost my virginity to a jet ski. Dot, dot, dot. Was riding on the back. My friend driving floored it. And as I fell off, she gassed it again. And the water shot up my V. You know what the V is. And my ass, dot, dot, dot. Thought I was paralyzed in the water because holy shit, it was painful. Get to shore, riding side, get to shore, get to shore, riding side saddle. Go to the bathroom. (laughs) Go to the bathroom and water is spewing from my ass like a fountain. I arched it. (laughs) This is so descriptive and good. I arched it into the toilet from the other side of the bathroom. No joke. Anyway, go to the doctor and they said the seal had been broken that you break when you have sex. I was a virgin. So she let me know it wouldn't break when I eventually did have sex for the first time. Laughed my ass off. Too bad my first time was with a micropene. <laughs> oh my Honestly, God. Honestly, that is so epic. 
I love that one. Hey, to you out there, can you follow up? Was your first time actually not hurtful? <laughs> Please follow I'm up. I'm curious. So that was the first one for that little segment. And we'll have one at the end of every show. So please send them in because eventually we're going to run out and me and Jenna are going to just have to start using our own stories. And that just won't be as fun. So DM us. Yeah, please. Follow our podcast on Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at Uncork and Unwind. Remember, it's Unwind, U-N-W-I-N-E-D. We did a little spin Mm -hmm. through wine in there. We're on Apple now. You can listen to us on Anchor. We're on a few other platforms. If you go to our Anchor profile, you can see all of them and pick your preferred. And please, if you have a moment, leave us a little review and a rating. Thanks for listening, as always, and for the continuous support. And hopefully you guys are still enjoying this. I know we are. Mm -hmm. We will catch you next Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thirsty Thursday, people. Have a good one. Bye.